This is the podcast that rocked for July 14th, 2023. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. This week is not a week I was looking forward to for the podcast for all the news that drops. If you haven't paid attention by the title of the podcast this week, this is going to be regarding the nothing more allegations, specifically around Johnny Hawkins and what happened in 2021 that bled into 2022. For those who are not aware, after Johnny Hawkins' ex-girlfriend posted and made some things very public, it looks like Johnny Hawkins and his ex had a very toxic, tumultuous relationship, and boy oh boy, it's pretty bad. I definitely think differently about Johnny Hawkins and the whole situation, but that being said, that's just my opinion. I'll get to my thoughts later on. Let me get at all the facts that I can. This was reported to from Loudwire, Metal Sucks, just about every rock and metal outlet so far. So I'm going to see if I can try to give as much factual information as possible first. Court documents and police records pertaining to the 2022 arrest of Nothing More singer Johnny Hawkins, who pled guilty to vehicular negligent injury after running over his girlfriend at the time with his Canyon truck on December 23rd, 2021, resulting in severe injury. The reason this is coming to light is because Hawkins' now ex-girlfriend made a post on social media. Her Instagram is now private, by the way, referring to all this. It prompted people to seek out court police documents, and boy, did they find him. Reddit had him all over. The video footage apparently is circulating as well. Going back to the details, on September 22nd, 2022, the court initially charged Hawkins with hit-and-run driving, causing death or serious injury, a Class 3 felony. Hawkins did not appear for arraignment and entered a plea of in absentia or not guilty. At a later hearing on November 28th, 2022, the court reduced the charge to vehicular negligent injuring a Class 4 misdemeanor. Hawkins then withdrew his not guilty plea and pled guilty to the lower charge being the misdemeanor. So here's the police report and describing all the evidence that was shown with the video footage. On the video, I observed a white truck stopping abruptly in front of address redacted. Shortly thereafter, the passenger door opens and some items are thrown out. A few seconds pass, then, name redacted, ex-girlfriend, violently falls from the vehicle, landing flat on the ground. The passenger door is then closed from the inside. Name redacted, ex-girlfriend, attempts to sit up and appears to reach under the truck, at which time the truck quickly accelerates, running over ex-girlfriend, name redacted, with the passenger side rear wheel. The truck's rear end can be seen raising up off the ground as it drives over ex-girlfriend. Name redacted ex-girlfriend lies in the street, occasionally moving around until the deputies arrive on scene. Let it be noted that the truck, the Canyon, from Johnny Hawkins, did not return to the scene. This report also acknowledges that Name redacted, the ex-girlfriend, was intoxicated, uncooperative, and receiving pain medication. Name Redacted did not advise as to whether or not she wanted to press charges and police advised that charges would be brought against Hawkins on behalf of the state of Louisiana for domestic battery. It's important to notice that, by the way, because she did not bring the charges and as of yet, she has not really brought anything for charges, including a restraining order of any type. Back to the police report. After reviewing the security footage and learning of the injuries, the domestic abuse battery with injury charge was elevated to aggravated battery domestic. Injuries include road rash on her elbows, back, right thigh, and lower leg, collapsed lung, and broken spinal bones. Following Hawkins' guilty plea in November 20th, 2022, the court placed him on active probation for a year and ordered he pay court costs, fines, and fees, along with service hours. So, I interjected a little bit there. Now, I want to go to the band statements on what was said from Nothing More. One terrible night does not define a person's entire life. Johnny has taken responsibility for his actions in his personal life, and he has been held accountable in the eyes of the law. 
We know Jody better than anyone, and he is not a violent person. We've never witnessed or seen evidence of violence from him in any of his relationships. However, we all have witnessed physical abuse towards Jody over the course of his most recent relationship, referring to the ex-girlfriend. We have been by his side for the past year and a half, and we support the efforts he has taken to make things right. From Mark, Daniel, and Ben. They continued on the second post on Instagram and social media. Out of respect for Godsmack and Stained, we have decided to remove ourselves from the tour that starts next week, as well as our shows in Albany and Cleveland, while we deal with matters that are very personal and private to the band. We look forward to seeing you on the road in September. That was the post from Nothing More on the band's main social pages. Johnny Hawkins posted on Instagram a screenshot of the text he wanted to write out. Our relationship was not perfect. I was not perfect. And neither was she. My friends and family described the relationship as toxic, and last week I decided that it needed to end. The only reason that I am sharing any of the private information with you is because my ex has decided to vilify me publicly by presenting photos of a terrible accident that happened more than a year and a half ago without telling you the whole story. This is a hard truth to share, but I've taken responsibility for my part. One night, December 2021, after a series of bad choices by both of us, fueled in part by alcohol, she began to hit me with a full can of beer in the face and eyes while I was driving. Unfortunately, this was not the first time I had to protect myself from her assaults. As she escalated the situation, I stopped the truck and forced her to get out. While driving away, I unknowingly ran over her with the back wheel. I had no reason to think she was under my truck, and I left without realizing that she had been injured. While her injuries from the accident were significant, they were made exponentially worse by that infection caused by an IV at the hospital. For example, the gruesome images of her arm that she published were where you can see what looks like bone was the result of an emergency surgery to get rid of a staph infection. I know all of this because as soon as I learned she was injured, I went to the hospital that night. I was right there beside her for several weeks and while she recovered in the hospital and then after she was discharged. I helped her recuperate at home. Despite the fact that she told law enforcement friends and family that she didn't want to press charges and that this was all an accident, I turned myself into the authorities in March 22nd as required by a state law. I pled guilty to a misdemeanor for negligent vehicular injury and after serving three days in jail for the misdemeanor, I was sentenced to probation. Since then, I have continued to perform the community service required by the courts. State law also required a straining order to be put in place, but as you can see in the court document posted above, she made it clear that she believed this matter was an accident, that our relationship was stronger since the accident, and asked for it to be removed, which it was. For the past year and a half, we have made several attempts to restore our relationship and rediscover the good things that brought us together years ago. We've had some success, but also many failures, and it was clear to me that we just cannot be together. Within hours of me taking the final items I had at the home we shared, she posted photos of her time in the hospital in a deliberately misleading way. I take full responsibility for my actions that night in 2021, and since then, I have fully complied with the authorities. I don't believe that night is indicative of who I am or the man I tried to be since. But given that a skewed and weaponized version of events is now being put out into the world, I felt it was important to share these additional facts. Along with that, you can see the pictures that Johnny Hawkins posted on Instagram with her happy photos, other stuff. Other stuff is putting it lightly. So both statements from the band and Johnny Hawkins. We have all the stuff that happened. So I'm going to try to do my best to sum up everything. This was a toxic relationship. This was bad. And a week ago, the relationship finally ended. And it looks like the ex posted a lot of these photos and made this story public as retaliation. Not sure about the situation for that. And yeah, it's awful. And I can honestly say a lot of people have vilified Johnny. A lot of people are vilifying the ex-girlfriend. How about they're both to blame? This is me. This is my personal information now. This is my opinion on this. This was a toxic, ugly, terrible situation. There were reports on both being a mess. And admittedly fueled by alcohol. Boy, is that a statement. When a woman is openly trying to smash a beer can in your face while you're driving, that's awful. 
when you try to push a drunk or intoxicated woman out of a truck onto the onto the ground, concrete, asphalt, blacktop, whatever it is. That's awful. When you're so drunk that you don't know you ran over someone, take your license away. It still blows my mind, by the way, that the United States is one of the few nations where if you are drunk, caught drunk driving, uh, you just pay a fine. Every other country or most countries in the world, you get your license taken away, you do hard jail time. Everyone's trying to pick sides on this. This was a disgusting toxic relationship that happened for years where people noticed physical abuse. No matter what side you're on or how ugly the situation is, look at all the terrible decisions made over time, especially that night near the end of 2021. It's very possible that both parties did terrible things. Awful. I wanted to point out that, yeah, once Hawkins realized he went to the hospital and then he helped rehab her and the house when she was getting better. Okay. That still does not take away the fact that you pushed a woman out of a car and ran over and didn't even know you ran over because you were so drunk. It also doesn't make it okay that she was smashing a beer can in someone's face or any other past abuse. You see how much of a mess this is? I do at least somewhat sympathize. I can't say I empathize. I sympathize with the rest of the band. Seeing all this and now getting all this information and knowing that Johnny was going through all this and seeing the toxic relationship unfold over the years. What are they supposed to post? And I get they want to stand by their friend that they've known for a long, long time. But at the same time, that's awful. Everything's awful. Take that song from the Lego movie. Instead of awesome, just put awful. Everything is awful. Ugh. What does this mean going forward for nothing more? Well, they pulled off that terrible divorced dad rock tour with Godsmack and Stained. And I think from what I understand, some of the solo shows have also been canceled. But they're going to try to hit the road again in September. I, after seeing all sides of this, I just can't help but feeling everything about this is awful. So there's more than one party just involved in this that did something wrong. But you can't just take sides and say, well, this one did something worse. No. They both did awful things. Just because Johnny Hawkins was getting smashed in the face or had previous abuse does not give him the right to push a woman out of a truck and then drive off, intentionally leaving her behind wherever that is. And he was drunk too, drunk driving, and then not being so drunk you don't even realize you ran over someone. And that doesn't give her the right to physically attack someone with a weapon. Ugh. See why I wasn't looking forward to doing this show this week? Everyone's so comparative and trying to take sides of who's the worst or which side are you on? No, I say both sides are wrong. Both sides are awful. They did awful things. The one good thing about this, probably, that relationship's over. And not to be outdone, attention-seeking man-baby Ronnie Radke added nothing more on Twitter with a gif of a monster truck crushing cars, referring to Johnny Hawkins. Reminder that Johnny Hawkins and ex-girlfriend had some terrible things they've done, but Ronnie Radke is also a monster who served jail time, hard prison, for murder and has also done many awful things including throwing a microphone stand and really seriously injuring someone and that's not taking sides either that's just adding that everyone is awful and since ronnie radke wants to be obnoxious twitter edgelord troll well there you go there's your attention you man baby Speaking of man babies, Kid Rock is a massive hypocrite. I know that's not news, but this time in this part, there's a little bit more information. Remember when Kid Rock had an absolute meltdown and took out an AK and started shooting cases of Bud Light when Bud Light had an equality and equal rights campaign? Well, it turns out Kid Rock never stopped selling Bud Light after at his restaurants after the boycott. He asked everyone else to boycott with him, but he still sold it to make profit. See, there are hypocrites, then there are business hypocrites, then there are ethical and religious hypocrites, and then you have Kid Rock who's not smart enough to be put in previous of any of those groups, and he's just a flat-out moron who does not care what people think. 
He doesn't. He wouldn't care what he's saying about this either. Who cares about his trash bar that's been flagged for health code violations and liquor sales getting taken away? Oh, yeah, I hate Bud Light for their gay rights stuff, but I'll still sell it because I want a buck. The fact that the man is still allowed to have any type of business partners blows me away. I don't care how right wing you are. Really think about that. Would you want to go into partnership with Kid Rock knowing what you're eventually going to get dragged into? No matter how much short-term cash or investments may pay off, you know what the end result is going to be. In some festival and concert news, turns out that Ozzy Osbourne will not be able to perform a power trip, the big a Southwestern festival they have at the same grounds as Coachella, run by the same company. This was a three-day, two-band show with massive names. On Saturday, it was going to be ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne. Well, Ozzy said he's just not well enough to make that performance he can't commit. In their place... Judas Priest. I, for one, think that's a fantastic fill-in. And saying that as someone that has seen them as recently as 2021, they were great. Rob Halford still has it. The show is still killer. And I think that fits like a club for that Saturday for ACDC Judas Priest. That takes place October 6th through 8th. If you have a lot of money and are in the area, or it can make the flight if you have that much money anyway, there you go. I'm sure that's worth it too. The following day is Metallica and Tool. I mean, geez, that's great. Friday is Guns N' Roses and Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden alone. Guns N' Roses, you could get lucky. Axel could have a good day. I said what I said. In some interesting metal touring news, Meshuggah has announced a pretty killer North American tour through the United States and Canada with In Flames and Whitechapel. I, for one, think that's an awesome lineup. I'm a big Whitechapel fan. In Flames is great. They're coming back around. Meshuggah, I've seen live. They're a lot of fun. This is an awesome tour starting in November in San Diego, California, going through Canada in December and November. What is wrong with their tour manager? But still, I guess they have to work with venues, blah, blah, blah. Ending December 16th in Quebec. Goodness, December in Quebec. I hope they dress up like South Park characters just to deal with that cold. Then again, in flames, especially from Sweden. Maybe they're okay. Poor Whitechapel. They're not going to do it but that cold. Goodness, Whitechapel. That being said, though, I would go to this tour if it was coming near me. Also, wear earplugs, acoustic earplugs like Eargasm or Audio Ears, something like that. The ones that don't actually muffle sound, like just like kind of tunnel it so that way it doesn't give you tinnitus the next day. They're cheap and they make sure you won't go deaf because this is the type of show you could go deaf at. A lot of new albums came out today on Friday, July 14th. A lot of new songs we played on New Music Night, including a lot of new stuff, including Corey Taylor, Baroness, Spanish love songs, and many, 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 many more that I can't even remember off the top of my head. Check it out, though. New Music Night, 7 p.m. Eastern this Sunday on Twitch. A lot of fun. The last week was a blast. We had the first hour was some amazing stuff, and the second hour was some of the worst stuff I've heard in a long time, including a moment where both I and the entire audience in chat lost our minds collectively. Twitch chats and Twitch streams can be wild. And New Music Night is always a blast because we have so much stuff we can find. So please check that out. 7 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rocknet, ttv slash rocknet. We'll have more info there. That was the podcast that rocks for this week. Unfortunate stuff you have to report on, but that's just how it is. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Please share the links, whatever they are, if you're listening on the podcast forums or on YouTube. If you're interested, YouTube memberships are available. You get a lot of stuff, including the new music playlists every week and early access and a bunch of other stuff. Thank you again for all your support. We'll see you next week.